to keep going on with our series on money called Benjamins. Everybody say Benjamins. Benjamins. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So we're talking, last week, what did we talk about? Anybody know? Make sure you silence your cell phones, by the way. Anyway, money. Yes, money. Yes, yes. We talked about money. But what did we talk about with money? Started with a G. Hmm? Greed. I wasn't here. Then watch online. You can do that now. Uh, Anyway, we talked about greed. Uh, We talked about how we're not supposed to be greedy. And so does anybody know what the opposite of greed is? There's another G word that's the opposite of greed. Yeah. Close. Generosity. Thank you. Generosity. So last week we talked about greed. This week we're talking about generosity because when it comes to everybody listening, paying attention? Everybody good? Please remove all of your distractions. Leaders, be on on the lookout. If there are distractions, whether it be a cell phone or notes or food or whatever, as long as it's not a distraction, I'm cool with it. But if it becomes a distraction, take a look. Anyway, um, so yeah, when it comes to money, when it comes to our heart and material possessions, it comes down to two things. You can can be two things as you... you, gain more money as you get more things. You can be two things. You can be greedy, or you can be generous. And so we're called to be generous. I mean, let, let me just be honest with you. Who likes getting stuff for free? Who likes getting free things? Come on. Free things. Free things. Macy. Macy, come here real quick. Who like free things, right? Everybody loves it. Free things. I mean, like, come on. Like, uh, who's ever won a contest and you win the prize? Like, let's be real. I, uh, I won a radio contest one time uh, listening to Christian Family Radio. Uh, and uh, I won, like, six CDs. It was awesome. It was so super cool. I even got to, because I'm a narcissist a little bit. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not. Uh, but, but basically, I got to hear myself on the radio. That was even cooler than getting the CDs. But uh, it was just really cool. It was, it was, I was like 12 years old. I called in. I thought I was requesting a song, and I was listening to the, to the radio station so much that I thought I was requesting a song. And then they go, hey, do you know the answer? And I was like, well, yes, I do. I would actually like to just listen to another, uh, another song. But, but yes, I do know the question. And they were like, congratulations. You've won like six CDs. I was like, let's go. So um, that happened. I mean, uh, who, who has ever won a contest? You ever been, you've ever been chosen for a prize, Yeah. Like, it happens, and it's so cool. What about uh, anybody, anybody in here? Maybe this is more for probably leaders. You guys watch Oprah? Yeah? You get a free car, and you get a free car, and you get a free car, and everybody check underneath their seats because we got something for you. I'm just kidding. My bad. I'm sorry. I know. I'm sorry. Hey! I do have, I do have a uh, LifePoint Youth sticker. There you go, dude. Hey, uh, those are a dollar at the, uh, at the uh, uh, merch table. Make sure you go check those out. The Mike Litches did that. So you guys can thank them. They're awesome. What's up? Nice. Good stuff. So see... 
We like free things. We like getting things. We like receiving things. It feels good, right? And so it's good to be generous as Christians. And so what we're going to do is read out of 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 5 through 11. You can go ahead and pull it up here. If you have your Bibles, that'd be great. Second Corinthians chapter 9, verses 5 through 11. If you're there, say there. If you're not there, say not there. If you're saying there because it's up on the screen, you're a cheater. Um, <laughs> all right. So check this out. So 2 Corinthians uh, is a letter from Paul to the church in Corinth. And basically he was just telling them and letting them know, hey, I want to, to encourage you. Uh, in, verse, in chapter 9, verses 6 through 15, he's, he's encouraging them in God's promises concerning their gifts and the things that God has given them, right? The things that God has entrusted to them. This is what he's talking about in terms of the church of Corinth. So 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 5 through 11. If you're there, say there. there. Okay, sounds like most of us. Let's go ahead and read. If you're not there, it's up here. So it says this, I, So I thought it necessary to urge the brothers to visit you in advance. Shh, guys. I thought it necessary to urge the brothers to visit you in advance and finish the arrangements for the generous gift you have promised. Then it will be ready as a generous gift, not as, a, not as one grudgingly given. Everybody say grudgingly given. That's a, that's a fun thing. Grudgingly given. Say it five times fast. Hey, there's a trap song in there. Uh, anyway, remember this. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Whoever sows generously will also reap. <laughs> Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion. For God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to bless you abundantly. So that in all things, at all times, everybody say all things. At all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work as it is written. They have freely scattered their gifts to the poor. Their righteousness endures forever. Now he who supplies the seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched. Everybody say enriched. You will be enriched in every way so that you can be. There we go. Generous on every occasion. We need to work on the tempo and the, all that. It's all good. Uh, through, you, uh, through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. Would you guys pray with me? Lord, I thank you so much for this youth ministry. I thank you so much for each and every student, every parent, every leader who is in this place. I pray that you would just, um, your word would be spoken. Um, Lord, you, you know uh, my personal situation. You know the situations that everyone is walking in here with. I'm not the only one uh, who, who is walking through difficulty. And I pray that right now, in this time, you would give us grace. You would focus our attention. You would focus our hearts onto you. And Lord, we would just be so uh, uh, attentive to what it is that you want to speak when it comes to being generous your word is good, your word is true, and your word is a firm foundation that we can stand on. In Jesus' name, everyone, he said, amen. amen. 
So check it out. So there's a lot there to unpack, and we're going to take some time to unpack it because, like I said, you have two choices when you get things, when you, when you receive things. You can either be greedy with the things that you are given, or you can be generous with them. And as Christians, as believers, as people who have given our hearts and our lives to Jesus, it's in our calling as Christians and as believers to be generous. So there's three things that I want you guys to really grab onto. It's kind of how I do things. Sometimes it's a little less, sometimes it's a little more, but most of the time it's that. It's really easy. But I want to just unpack three things from this message uh, and from this text. And the first is this, that we are supposed to, as Christians, sow everywhere. Everybody say, sow everywhere. You see, what happens with this thing, and maybe you're not a farmer. Who here farms or has farmed or has? Macy has been keeping a plant alive for the last, like, what, six months? It's been amazing. Watch (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's easy, but huh. nice. If you grow flowers, you grow anything like that. Who has ever, who is, has anybody ever farmed for their actual food? Anybody in here? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not saying like you live off the land or anything like that. Like, we still have fries. Come on now. Um, yes. That is crazy. That's wild. I didn't know spaghetti grew on plants. Uh, Anyway, uh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Hey, we'll talk about this later. But here's the thing. When you sow everywhere, and you think about this in terms of farming, there is no farmer who is going to consider sowing a loss. They're not going to look at at all of the things that they do as they spread the the seed around the the ground. They're not going to look at it and be like, oh, man, I just lost this much seed. They never go to their other farmers and are like, man, can you believe that I lost all this seed? No. Why? Because they know that that seed is going to be sprouted into a harvest and that that harvest is actually going to give them more what? Seeds. And so they're, they're not worried about, oh, man, I just lost this much. And, man, if we could adopt that same thing as, as we sow in our life, with the things that God has given us, if we could start to reprogram how we are generous with, with the things that we're given, if we can look at what God has given us, and specifically money, but really with anything, and we say, you know what, I'm going to give it away, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use it to, to expand and to advance the kingdom. If that's what we do, and that's what we say that we want to do, man, God is, is going to bring a return to that. He's going to bless it, and he's going to bring a return. He willingly, a farmer will willingly sow everything that he can and trust that God will bless the sowing with the harvest. Here's the, here's the other big reason of why this is kind of the foundation of what we're supposed to do as in being generous with the things that we're given. Guys, if you don't sow everywhere, if you don't sow the things that God has given you, the things that God has blessed you with, in the same way that a farmer, if a farmer doesn't sow the seeds that he has and he keeps them to himself all he's doing in the end is cheating himself out of a better harvest if he's holding on to to whatever it is that he has he's actually cheating himself out of the return that he could get and and so many times we think of this with our material possessions and our and our money and the things that God has given us oh man I, I, I can't let go because then it would be gone <laughs> 
right? Were you guys here on Sunday? Were you guys able to see uh, the illustration that, that Vanessa did with the, with the kids? Where if you give that candy bar away, you don't know. I'm not saying every time, okay? I don't want to get into prosperity, right? God is not going to bless you with the house for you giving all of your money away. He might. But that's not like a, a given thing. And people like to speak in terms of like absolute of like, if you give this much money, this will happen. I'm not here to say that. What I am here to say is if you are generous with the things that God has given you, he will always take care of you. If you're generous with the things that God has given you, he will always take care of you. So if you desire to have more out of the material, more out of the money, more out of whatever you can grab, and you're just grabbing and storing for yourself, the only thing you're doing is making yourself more spiritually poor and more spiritually weak. The more that you grow, uh, if you were here on that Sunday that I got a chance to preach, Jesus even says, it is harder for the rich to inherit the kingdom. It is hard for, for the rich to do this. So if you are only concerned with getting the material possessions and as much money as you can grab, not that money's a bad thing, but if you are only motivated by that, then you're going to get to the end of your life, whenever that may be, and you're going to go, man, I've been empty for so long. I've been chasing something that I never really even saw the fulfillment in. So we have to sow everywhere. We have to be eager to sow in as many places as we can so that we can experience God move in us and through us. We have to be excited. We have to be ready to sow everywhere that we can, to not be stingy, to not uh, uh, over-process the, the, and overcomplicate the process of like, well, like, how many people have ever seen somebody who you know, like, is in need of money, but you're like, are they really homeless? Because, like, you have people who are doing it professionally now and all this stuff, and like, I, just, I just don't know and all this. But, like, really, is that on us? I, I don't think that it is. I think it's, on, it's more on God. And, and, and it's more on, on their relationship with God is what I should say. Like, we, we shouldn't be concerned. And, and I'm not saying... Go and, and just start handing cash out to people. But there are very tangible things that we can do to help people in need and be generous. And, and instead of processing and going, okay, are they really needy? And take care of them anyway. Je Jesus wasn't, when, when he was feeding the, the 5,000, Jesus wasn't like, okay, what is your net worth? What is your income? Do you qualify for, for, for this program? Do you... Do, do you do, no, no, okay, no, actually, you don't actually qualify, so just come back in a couple weeks, we'll reprocess all of your paperwork, and we'll just make sure, no, it's not, he fed people, didn't matter if they were actually hungry, or they were actually in need, he fed as many people as, as he could, and, and, and as was willing in that moment, we have to, even if we see money and material possessions, uh, material things leave our possession, leave our ownership, we have to be expectant of what God is going to do with that. We have to be so excited to see where it's going to go because here's the thing, our obedience to being generous is important to who we are as Christians. I'm going to say that again, our obedience to being generous is important to who we are as Christians. We are called to be generous. We are called to not be greedy 
to not be stingy, to not walk away and be like, okay, I don't really even like care about this thing, or I'm just, I'm just going to hold on to everything that I can. I was astounded. I was talking with a friend one time. I was talking with a friend, and they uh, were telling me, it was obvious, I, just met, uh, I just met them, and we were kind of hanging out, and um, I went into their car, and I noticed that above the, the, the driver's seat, they had this net mesh that was above their, above their car, and I noticed that there was cash in it. Uh, hey, don't leave cash in your car, right? <laughs> what are you doing? And what was so amazing is, is I was like, why do you have that? Is it like if a tire you know, goes flat or something, you just have an emergency fund upstate, you're doing the Dave Ramsey envelope system, and you're like, what are you doing? And uh, they were like, no, 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 this is, this is what I like to keep in case God tells me to, to, to use it. I said, what? Hold on. They said, no, 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 I have money up here so that if God ever would lay on my heart to give, I always know that I can. I'm not, I'm not fumbling in my wallet. I'm not looking to see, like, okay, do you have a square so I can, like, can I, can I PayPal you? Can I cash app you? Like, no, no, no. They were like, I want to be ready to give wherever I can. And I thought that was so amazing. It wasn't a lot of money. So, like, if you try finding, you, like, go on Facebook or Instagram and you're like, who looks like they would keep money in their car? <laughs> Don't do that. It's only, like, 20 bucks. But it was so interesting to me, and it really challenged my heart of like, oh, man, what am I doing to be ready to sow everywhere? What are the things, what are the things that I am doing so that I can be ready if God is going to prompt me and tell me to give? I don't want to be like, well, I don't carry cash. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I can't do it. You know what I mean? I thought that that was just so amazing. Here's the other thing in this text. This is going to be the only text that we uh, read tonight. And the other thing about this is that God loves a cheerful giver. So we have to sow everywhere, but we also have to stay excited. Everybody say, stay excited. <sighs> Here you go. Well, I'm not happy about it because it's my water. Yeah, but you can have it if you want. You. Oh, well, it doesn't really bother him. But, like, <laughs> I don't know about you, but if somebody tries to give me something and they're doing it not really wanting to, like, how good of a gift is that? It's not very good. We have to be ready uh, to, to, to sow everywhere, but we also have to be excited because God prizes those people who, are, who will give obediently more out of, out of their love for God and their relationship with him, more out of the, their relationship with the Holy Spirit and the prompting and the sensitivity that they have. God prizes people who give out of that more than people who give out of compulsion, more than people who's, who like, if I'm like, hey, you better give me $10, and you're like, okay, like, here you go. Well, okay, just say you did. Come on, man. Okay, just use $10. Oh, awesome. Give me $10. You're like, no. No, I, no, I'm not giving you anything. Like, 
No, you can't have $10. Oh, <laughs> no, I, I thought you were asking for $10. Anyway, I don't know how we got on that. But the attitude of giving, listen to this, listen to this, because I understand who doesn't have a job in here, who does not have a job. Most of you guys, right? Huh? Allowances, yeah, sure. You have no income unless it's your birthday or Christmas. This is important for you guys. Check it out. Your attitude about giving is more important than the amount that you give. The attitude that you have about giving is more important than the amount that you give. I, I, was, I was sharing a, uh, last week talking about um, Jeff Bezos, my boy. He's not really, I don't know him. Uh, I buy a lot of his products from Amazon. Man, so good. Uh, I'm going to pick on him again just because it was kind of a, another funny story. He was at, a, uh, he was at an auction uh, and it was, a, it was a benefit for this nonprofit. Jeff Bezos with the net worth of gazillion dollars, right? Okay, yeah, so it's almost a trillion, right? Yeah, so here's the thing, here's the thing, here's the thing. He went to this nonprofit, it, everybody's donating, everybody's buying everything. He donated $50,000. That was it. Again, I'm not trying to pick on him. He could do whatever he wants to do with his money. I'm not trying to get political or economic or all that. I don't know enough. But I am saying, and I thought it was funny, that he got booed out of the building. Because they were like, come on, dude. Like, 50? That's, that's it? He, he, he just kind of gave. And it was like, okay, I'll just, I'll just give because that's what I'm supposed to do. And that, no, Nobody wants a gift like that. God loves a cheerful giver because he is a cheerful giver. And if we're supposed to reflect, if we're supposed to reflect the very character and nature of God, and he's a cheerful giver, then you best believe that we should be as well. And to be honest, if you are given a gift out of compulsion because somebody makes you buy a gift, it's not as cool. I was actually just talking to a guy today who bought his own birthday gift. Well, no, it was actually really cool. It was like a Power Ranger uh, full-size thing. He, like, put it on. He sent me a picture. It was awesome. But uh, I love Power Rangers. And uh, he was like, do you, know, do you know Zed? I'm like, yes. He was like, check this out. He sends me this picture. It was awesome. Uh, but, but, yeah, there's something different about buying your own gifts than actually receiving gifts. It's important that we keep our motives and keep keep our, our purpose in line with what God is, is wanting us to do. Because guess what? There are going to be many things that inspire you to be generous. One of the biggest ones that your generation, my generation, one of the things that we are seeing right now is giving for clout. I'm going to give for clout. How many people ha have, have seen videos where they like bless some homeless man with like $100,000 or whatever? And you see this video. And you're like, oh, that's awesome. The only reason they did that was so that you would click on it and you would see them and think that they were awesome. That's the only reason. They don't care about that stuff. I've, re I've read uh, articles about how when they win, like, uh, The Price is Right or different game shows and they win some of the prizes and some of the big ones, like cars and 
houses and vacations, a lot of times they sometimes will like sneak around the, the back end after the show airs, and they're like, yeah, we're going to need that back. Can, can, we please, can we please have that back? Like, nobody wants that kind of gift. So we have to ask ourselves what our motivation is, because there's many things that are going to inspire us to be generous, but only an appreciation of God and understanding him giving us the gifts that we have, the things that we have, that's going to be the only thing that requires and, 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 and brings you to a place of real, genuine generosity. The relationship that you have with God is going to be the only thing that really gives you a genuine, real passion for being generous. If your relationship with the Lord is in a solid place, then it's obviously going to be reflected in your generosity towards others. Why is this? Because as he pours into you, you pour into others. As he pours into you, you pour into others. And this isn't just a financial thing. I'm talking finances. I'm talking money. I'm talking all this stuff. But I'm also talking about the gifts that he gives. There are things that God is giving you so that you can give to other people. There's a, a spirit uh, there are spiritual gifts that, that you have in your arsenal that you are actually going to be able to help others unlock as God has given them those gifts as well. I think it's so cool that like as I started noticing some of the giftings that God had given me, some of the things that God was working and doing in me, he was also setting me around people who were operating in those same gifts. So cool. And it's the same way with your money. As you get more, as you gain more money and material things, he'll start to put you around people who are going through that same thing. And you guys can process it together. And you guys can figure it out together. And then eventually you start moving as a team. You start moving as a community. It's important that we really grab onto this thing so that we can, can see that as he pours into us, we pour into others. We also have to be excited to sow into whatever God would have us given to. If giving is in the nature of God, then we have to do the same thing. We can't allow ourselves to give begrudgingly. To give and be like, ah, oh, well, okay, whatever. <laughs> uh, Papa John, I love Pastor John. I've got to have him in here pretty soon, but... He always says he's so full of, like, grandpa jokes. I love him. He's awesome. He said it, I think, on Sunday. He said, God loves a cheerful giver, but he'll take one who, who gives reluctantly to. He'll take the money. <laughs> he loves a cheerful giver, but he'll take whatever. <laughs> he does it. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. Maybe it's above you guys. It's fine. Um, I will say this. Um, over Christmas, uh, of course, two years ago, I was uh, just, it was crazy. I, I was able to get a PS5. I don't know, I talk about it all the time. I love video games and stuff. And so I bought a, bought a PS5, and I was really lucky that I got it because they sell out. You have an Xbox, so you know it's still selling. I mean, I think I'm starting to see them a little more, but it was crazy. Here's the crazier part. About a year, um, about this year, I uh, got a second PS5. It was awesome. I didn't get it for me. I'm not selfish. I, uh, I, I got it for my brother-in-law, Grant, because he was talking about wanting one. 
and uh, we were actually flying back to Kentucky for Thanksgiving, and uh, it was like 4 a.m. or whatever, and I'm just like, oh, they're available at Target. It's like 4.45 in the morning. I'm like, I'm just going to see if I can do this, and I did it, and it was like, congratulations, pick up in Prescott in two hours. I'm like, well, I'm going to Kentucky. So I called uh, Pastor Mike and Elisa. I knew that they were up, and uh, I said, hey, you guys got to go get a PS5. They were like, okay, cool. So it was awesome. But I can't tell you, that Macy can tell you, that entire week, I, was, I did not care about my own gifts at all. Because I was so excited for Grant. Because I knew what he was getting, and I knew how happy he was going to be. Grant and I actually went out for dinner one night with Jaden. There's the three of us. And Jaden went to the bathroom, so you don't know this. But Jaden went to the bathroom and Grant looks at me, and he leans across the table, and he goes, I want you to tell me the truth. I said, yeah. He goes, did you guys, and Sabrina, his wife, he said, did you guys get me a PS5? I'm like, I didn't lie. I didn't lie. I just deflected. <laughs> I didn't lie. I deflected. He said, he said did you guys get me a, a PS5? And I said, well, you know, they are really hard to get. And he was like, Oh, yeah, 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 you're right, you're right. Didn't lie. I deflected. I just, I just deflected the conversation. I didn't say yes or no. I just said, phew. Don't do that with your parents. Do it with your friends. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm kidding. But let me tell you, it was so much fun to watch him open that gift, to hand him that gift, and watch, like, he was like, oh, this is awesome. And then, of course, he got the controllers, and he got more games, and he got, like, it was just awesome. And we're playing together, and it was, like, so cool. Let me tell you, that experience was awesome. But when I was little, and my mom and dad uh, made my brother and I share a console, a video game console, that was terrible. That was terrible. Because my parents would have to, you know, kick down the door and be like, hey, it's your brother's turn. And I'm like, No. That didn't work. Then I just didn't get a turn at all. <laughs> it is so much better to give and be excited about the gifts and the things that you are giving. It is so be much better to cheerfully give to other people than to reluctantly be like, here you go. That is what we're supposed to do as Christians. We have to stay excited. The last thing is this. We have to stick to the supplier. This is the last thing that 2 Corinthians chapter 9 teaches us, that we have to stick to the supplier because God will always supply for your needs when you give. And ultimately, when you refuse to sow seeds, when you refuse to give generously, when you refuse to be excited about the things that God is doing in you and through you, you actually reflect a refusal to trust God that he can take care of you, that he can provide for you, that he cares about you. Basically, what you're doing is creating your own insurance plan to say, you know what, I know that you say that you got me, but like, if I just keep a little bit, then I at least know. We're supposed to know already. We're supposed to give and know and understand already. We're not supposed to give going, oh, man, I wonder what's going to happen with the thing that I'm giving. I don't know if I trust God as much. Like, like, honestly, that's what you're saying if you don't 
stick to the supplier and see that he will always supply for us. There's no excuse not to be completely satisfied and content with the needs that God will, will provide and sustain us through. There's no reason to, to, to build our own insurance plans. And let me just tell you, it'll fall through every time. God is the source of the seeds that we sow. He's the, the source of the joy that we have when we give. And the, as the generous give, and as the generous get rich, the generous begin to, to give with a heart that reflects the Father. People who are stingy, people who are materially, materially rich, they have a ton of things. As they are rich, they actually grow poorer. Because the more that they have, the more they see a need to protect what they have. So the more you actually have, the less you are naturally inclined to trust God. Greed will prevent us from receiving anything more from God. When we're open-handed with others, our hands also open up so that we can receive more. When we're open-handed with how much we give and how much we, we pour into people, we actually are, are holding our hands open to receive more so that we can do it. We're, we're basically a conduit. You guys know what that is? It, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a thing that connects two pieces together. So you can actually be the, the, the connection from what God is wanting to do in the lives of other people. You can actually be the very blessing that some people might be looking for. But if you're greedy, you're never going to actually open yourself up to be that. The thing with giving and being generous and trusting and holding on to God is that as we begin to help other people in need, we actually are doing it in service to God. We're serving other people for sure. That's great. But there are so many people who are already serving people. There are so many people who are already providing meals or providing clothing or doing this. And that's just a kind thing to do. And that's awesome. I think we should continue to do it. But guess what? Christians should be the best at it. People who put their faith and their hope in Jesus should actually be the best at being generous. Why are we getting, why is the, why is the church, hold on, I'm going to get real. Why is the church not doing the things that the Salvation Army and Goodwill and all of these amazing programs and food banks and soup kitchens, why, why is the church not actually involved in some of that stuff? We should be the best. At it. I, I, I'll even go as far, I was just talking to a friend today, I'll go as far as to say whatever you do, we're supposed to be the best. That's just a whole other message. But whatever we do, we're supposed to be the best at it as Christians, as people who put our faith and our trust in Jesus. But if you rely on God for your material needs, you allow him to guide you with the financial decisions that you make, he will always continue to take care of you. He will always continue to take care of you. I want you, want you to realize, he will always continue to take care of you. There's still a sacrifice there. Don't expect to be a generous person and get everything you want all of the time. Don't expect to be a generous person and, and also have every single thing that you want. I'm not saying you won't get everything. 
I'm not saying you will get everything. There are times where God will bless you, and, and, and that is amazing. I love that. But I want to be very clear that I'm not preaching some sort of prosperity that if you give more, then God will give more. Because that's not always the case in every single situation. But he always will. He always will. He always will provide for your needs. If you give, you might not get every single thing that you want, but you will be provided for in everything that you need. So we have to stick to the supplier if the worship team could go ahead and come on up, get ready. Like I said at the beginning, man, we are called as Christians to be generous. We are called to be generous. It is our very DNA to be generous as Christians. We have to understand this if you aren't a generous person I'm not sitting here and saying you are awful or you are terrible and you know whatever I'm not I'm not here to to be the judge on that but I would question how much you really are willing to back up the words that you say if you say that you're generous but you don't actually back it up I don't know. It should be the very DNA of who we are as Christians to be generous. When Zacchaeus, I shared this story too on, on that Sunday that I preached. When Zacchaeus was changed through his encounter with Jesus, Zacchaeus was this tax collector. He was actually the chief tax collector. He was above everybody else. He was making the most and he was super corrupt. He just wanted to see Jesus. We don't know why, but he just wanted to see Jesus. And, and he has this encounter with, with Jesus, and it completely changes how he views everything. Jesus says, hey, man, I have come to, to seek and save the lost. This is, this is why I'm here. And Zacchaeus gives his life and gives his heart to Jesus and introduces them to his family, and, 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 and they're changed. And The first thing that's recorded in the story of Zacchaeus after he has this amazing encounter with Jesus is he looks at all of the things that he has done in his past and he looks at the things that he has in his possession and he does two things and they're separate and it's important that they're separate. It's important that they're separate. He says, I'm gonna give half of my possessions, half of the things that I own in my possession, I'm gonna give half of it to the poor and separate and I'm going to repay the people who I wronged, who I cheated, who I stole from. I'm going to repay them four times the amount. A lot of times we think of that as like one big thing that he did. It was two. And they were, inst- they were both important. He gave half of his possessions. And then he repaid back four times the amount. This was the first response that he had that was recorded about his new life in Christ. Generosity is who we are supposed to be. It is something that we are supposed to do. And and this should should be a model for, for how the change that Jesus makes in our life should change our perception around the things that we interact with, we engage with, the communities that we talk to, the, the people who we put in our life. 
here's the thing. God, this is going to sound harsh, but God will not allow greedy people to shift the kingdom on his behalf. He'll use anybody. Don't hear don't don't be like whatever. He'll use anybody. He will use anybody, but he will not purposely use greedy people to shift the kingdom. He's going to use generous people. Generous people with their money and with their time and with their resources because those are the people who are going to shift and bring down the kingdom of heaven on earth. generous. Don't be greedy. It's basically ingrained in the character and the nature of who we are supposed to be as believers, as Christians, because we're supposed to reflect Jesus. This was Jesus's character. This was his nature. If you would, if you would bow your heads and close your eyes. Just uh, if you are finding yourself as you have heard this message, if you find yourself looking at, at the things that you're given, maybe you don't have a job, maybe you don't have income, but you might have things and you might be looking at getting a job in the next couple of years and the only thing that's on your mind is, man, I can get more things when I got my money preparing yourself you're preparing your heart this is where it starts you're preparing your heart for for man when i make money this is what i'm going to do with it so it's important to shift this now so tonight if you would say i am really struggling with with being happy and finding joy in giving and i'm finding i'm, I'm, I'm having a, a trouble with with being willing to, to sow and scatter seeds anywhere that God would call. I'm, I'm kind of hesitant or I don't have joy. If that's you, would you just raise your hand? If, if you would say, I'm just struggling with this and this is something that I want to fix. Thank you. See those. Tonight, if maybe you would say, listen, I'm just having trouble even sticking with Jesus because God, you don't, Josh, you don't know. God has let me down. God has, God has, has, has made it to where it is so impossible to trust him. You don't know my situation, Josh. You don't, you don't know the things that I'm facing even right now. I can't even think about what I'm going to do with that. If you're having trouble with sticking to Jesus and sticking to the supplier of the good things in your life, let me first tell you, with every head bowed and every eye closed, I want to tell you that, that there is not, that God is not out to get you. He's not angry with you. The, the, the situations and the circumstances that you might find yourself, if you were able to talk with a leader or talk with some, somebody else, they might even be able to see that, that it was a person who let you down somewhere along the line. That there's a hurt in your heart somewhere. Maybe you just don't know where to place that. And so you're just like, man, I'm just, I'm just, I can't stick to, to God because he's let me down too much. I definitely can't stick to him when it comes to my money, my possessions. 
he let me down in this area, why wouldn't he just let me go broke? Says Scripture says that God cares for even the birds that are in the sky and he doesn't let them go without food. And how much more valuable are you to Jesus, to God? How much more valuable are you than the birds? If he's going to take care of them, he's going to take care of you. Tonight you would say, I'm just, it's so hard to even stick with him right now whatever reason. I want to generalize this out for whatever reason. It could be money. It could be material possessions. It could be hurt. It could be pain. It could be let down. If you're saying, I'm just struggling right now, would you just please be so bold to raise your hand? Say, this is me. Thank you. Jesus, we thank you. We love you. You are so worthy of our praise. I pray that tonight you would just continue to move in this place as you already have I pray that this word would stay and stick with each and every student and parent and leader here Lord I pray for those of us who are finding it hard to be able to to be generous with people because we see who people are or we don't have joy in it because it's actually losing things and that's so counterculture. To, to who we are as Americans. We want things. We want to keep things. We want to store for ourselves. I pray, Lord, that, that if we are having trouble with any of these things, that, Lord, you would be able to, to heal hearts and, and, and shift us back in the right direction so that we can have a heart that genuinely wants to, to be generous to the people around us and genuinely wants to find joy in those things. Lord, I pray that you would just help those who, who raised their hands and those who didn't, Lord, to be able to, to recognize those things. And I pray that they would be open and, and honest and aware to let you come in and change them. Lord, for, for those who are, for whatever reason, could be monetary, it could be with just the, the way that they have been provided for in the past, they find it hard to even trust you. I pray that you would just flood them with your truth tonight. That you would, you would reveal your character, your, your, your nature to them. I pray that you would just begin to speak the truth about yourself in their life. And I pray that through that, they would be able to understand who you are. They would be able to gain clarity in, in recognizing things. Lord, I pray that through it, it would be able to shift their perspective. They would be able to understand and see that it was someone who let them down or it was something that, that, that their heart got out of whack. I pray that you, you would be able to just reorient their hearts, bring them back to you. you. Your word says that as we draw near to you, that you will draw near to us. You don't distance yourself. You don't, you don't push us away as we get closer. Lord, you, you want us near. So I pray that we would just be able to, to let go of those things, that the pain, the hurt, the disappointments, the, the letdowns, all of that. I pray that we would just be able to let it go and be able to run back to you be able to, to stay near you in everything because we know that if we stick to you, that you will always supply the things that we need. Lord, I thank you and I, I pray that your word, the things that we have, 
have unpacked here tonight, Lord, that it would stick and it would stay in our hearts. Lord, I pray that you would just be able to move over these next few moments of worship. I pray that we would be able to encounter you, that students who have never had an encounter with you, or maybe it's been a long time, that they would encounter you. Lord, that they would be able to see that you are here in the midst of this place. You have something for each and every student that is here. We thank you. We love you. It's in Jesus' name that we pray all of these things. In Jesus' name, amen.